Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we're doing another mock draft. This time I'm picking at the end of the first round at pick 12. Let's go! Jordan, open! Chicago with the lead! Not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. AD G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we've got another mock draft coming at you guys where we are going through a 12-team, nine-category um, head-to-head league. And I am picking at pick 12, the end of the draft, which is a very tricky spot in drafts this season, in my opinion. There's a lot of question marks around some guys. I actually had the pick 12 in the Locked On Fantasy Basketball World Cup and I have come away with a team that I think, I think well, I'm pretty happy with it. We'll see how it goes in the actual season. There's a few risky players that I had to sort of reach for, I think, at the turn there, but you know, no, uh, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. So we'll see how this mock draft turns out. So I won't necessarily be doing a pick for every single spot in the first round, but I've been trying in the last few mock drafts to pick at different points of the draft early, middle, and late, so you guys can get a decent understanding at least of how to build a decent strategy, at least from my point of view, from these spots in the draft. So let's head on over. We've got a minute and a half until the... Mock draft is starting here. So we're looking at the first round. Now, I've already done a first round video of who I would take in each um, pick of the first round. So um, I'm hoping at this point, I think the standard guys that we expect to maybe fall to us, potentially Giannis, although I don't think so, Anthony Davis and uh, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard. We'll see if he goes. If Lamella Ball is somehow there, I will definitely take him. So those are sort of the guys I will look at. Trey Young and Kyrie Irving are the other ones. So I'll just load up my queue here and see who actually makes it all the way down to me. In the um, Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl World Cup, I ended up with Kevin Durant and uh, and Kyrie Irving at picks 12 and 13. Um... And I built a bit of a punt assist team with that build. Now, you might think, okay, you got Kyrie Irving with your first pick. Why would you go and punt assist? Well, I left myself open to other strategies, but when it came down to my 
th- um, third round and fourth round picks on the turn there. There were some really good players in that build, so I decided to go with that kind of a strategy. And Kyrie Irving is basically the only point guard that I drafted until I recently drafted Bruce Brown in that position who can fill that spot for my team as well. So... It's kind of a spot, depending on who falls to me, that I'm going to leave myself a little bit more open to some strategies and punt builds until my my next two picks. And then from there, I'll start to consolidate and lean into a bit of a build at that point. So we'll just see who falls to me at this spot. But that's how I would encourage you guys to approach, um, especially drafting towards the end of the draft. We are off and away. And at number one, of course, goes Nikola Jokic. At number two, I would go Embiid. There's been a few times recently I've seen some of those guards creep up ahead of him here, but, and look, I don't hate it. I think you can definitely do that if you have a particular strategy in mind in terms of punting or builds that you want to, and those guys do better than that for you. I think it's okay. I still think Embiid is going to be the second highest player when it comes to fantasy basketball. Nine cat, minus one. Uh, I just think he is going to be really, really good. And um, he was really good last year. I don't think he falls around too much. Timbo's, Timbo's two. Come on, mate. Pick here. I can see you in the draft room. What are you doing? Come on, Timbos. Don't auto. Oh, dear, Timbos. Timbos, are you here, mate? I mean, that's who I'm going to pick, so... We'll see if he's in the room. I mean, it says it's green here. Oh, bloody hell. Second pick, and we're having autos. Uh, Archie comes in. Okay. Archie, please make your pick. He's in the room. He just wants... To soak up the limelight, it looks like. He wanted to have his moment in the sun. Just really get that 45 seconds of fame to get his Embiid pick. And I've, I've been talking about it ever since. So well done. Well played, Timbos. Um, Shea goes at three. Halley at four. Luca at five. Tatum at six. That is the standard six, I think, at this stage. You can mix it around that order there. I'd personally go Halley over Shea. Shea and Luca. you can kind of flip-flop. Sometimes Luca goes at two. But I think that six is pretty standard. Here should be either a Steph, Lamelo, or Giannis, I want to say. I think Steph is usually the main player that goes at this spot here. Um, Dallas, Zion. Come on, mate. Where are you? Where are you, Dallas? Oh, if I have to kick some of these guys out and replace... Oh, no. Dallas comes in hot and goes Anthony Edwards. Wow. At pick seven, that is very hot. I, I can't get around it. I know we talk about rankings and not them being the be-all and end-all. When it comes to the first two rounds, I think you do need to take, in my opinion, the top guys where it comes to minus one rankings and then build your team around it there. Anthony Edwards at seven. I mean, I don't even think his ceiling is that high. Um, that's that's crazy, actually, in my opinion. So Steph Curry goes eight. Giannis at nine. Ten is Lillard. Um. Yeah, so I'm going to get a good pick here by the looks of it. Um, we'll see how this properly translates to a regular draft. Lamelo Ball. Okay, so he goes there at 11. I would have taken him here. I don't think he gets there most times here. So what have we got left on the board? We've got Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Trey Young. So who do I pick out of... So I think Kevin Durant's going to be one of my picks here. And then do I go with an Anthony Davis or a Kyrie to pair with him? So let's go ahead and pick Kevin Durant. And who should I pair with him? If I go an AD, does that leave me too short in the free throw percentage? Look, I did the Kyrie in my other legit draft. So let's let's go with an AD pairing here and see how this goes. 
Let's see how this goes. The one thing, obviously, you're aware of with Anthony Davis is that he lacks the um, threes and the free throw percentage, but great scoring, rebounds, blocks. His assists from the center position is, is actually not too bad. Three assists. Again, Kevin Durant's probably going to get closer to five or six. So whilst I haven't got two elite guys in assists for forwards and center eligible players, they're not bad. So by no means am I forced into that kind of a punt build. It is often a strategy that we go to, but... We'll have to have a look. Kevin Durant's main weakness is steals, but again, that's an easier stat to get later. So again, I don't normally go immediately just into a pure punt steals build, but sometimes I'll throw it in if I'm also punting assists. So we'll see. After Davis went Trey Young, then Kyrie Irving and DeMontis Sabonis with the Giannis team, that's usually pretty standard and pretty strong, I think. Uh, Just be aware of the fact that the steals and blocks, if Giannis' steals and blocks don't come back, are going to be a little bit in trouble. But in that build, you can often get a lot of those guys late. So that is all pretty standard. Kyrie pairing with Dame, I like it. Trey paired with the Mellow, amazing. You can lean into some heavy punt builds at that spot uh, with the field goal percentage. Um, definitely something you can look at or, or blocks or both. Booker with Steph Curry, love that. I personally, would I go Donovan Mitchell over a Booker? At that spot, maybe, maybe not. I actually think it's fine. I think Booker's, Booker's good there. He's going to be efficient. He's going to be um, good at scoring and free throw percentage. The assists will be there. Even if he gives you good assists, you don't have to go. I like the punt assist build with Steph, but again, you're not locking yourself into that. You could make that a punt blocks build as well. Wow, Dallas is just going crazy, mate. What the hell? Pairing Wemby with Anthony Edwards. He is just bringing the hype. Who are you going to be drafting in round six, mate? Oh, that's what I want to know. Victor Wembanyama paired with uh, Anthony Edwards. Look, personally, if you if your plan is to win, I hate it. If your plan is to have fun, good good on you, Dallas. Just just come in here and have some fun. You've got some exciting players, but uh, I really think when it comes to winning fantasy basketball, that those picks are just too early. What was that? Eighteen for Victor and seven for for Anthony Edwards. I think. There's a there's a 0.1% chance that those guys get there. Maybe Victor more likely than, than Edwards, but again, you really you're taken out of all the upside in those picks. Wow, Dallas, you're still in the show here in terms of hype. Drew, uh, sorry, um, Jimmy Butler goes here at number. What pick was that? That was pick number 20. He seems to be going up a little bit. Maybe it's a boost from. Obviously, Damian Lillard not being there. And then James Harden at 21. That's the highest I've seen Harden go in a little while. Um, pairing with Tyrese, I don't mind it. You're so strong in assists there. It's the perfect start to a punt points build if you're not wanting to punt the free throw percentage as well. And you're just wanting to punt the points and keep your percentages strong because James Harden's free throws, Tyrese's free throws are both really good in that spot. Your assists are amazing, so you can concentrate on some big man stats later. James Harden, I'm still not buying him playing for Philly. I still think he wants to be moved. It is good news that he's not throwing tantrums too much so far. We'll see if he actually suits up for a preseason game. I still think there's a lot to play out here with the James Harden saga, uh, but we will see. After that goes Carlton Towns. Again, a little bit higher for him. I don't mind it, though. I think he's a good player to pick around that turn sort of spot there. Kawhi Leonard. Um these riskier players are starting to go go earlier, which is interesting. Fred Van Vliet, Mikhail Bridges goes to the third round, often a second round guy. I actually think that the rest where he should go. Desmond Bain, similar story. Larry Markin. So this is all very interesting. A little bit different to a few other mocks that I've seen. But for my own projections, and maybe this is because 
These people are followers of mine on Twitter. This is okay, except for obviously Dallas, who's just gone buck wild and um, just thrown draft order out of the window. So let's see who Archie goes here to pair with his risky James Harden second pick. He's gone again, another huge swing of the fences at Cade Cunningham. I don't mind it though. At 28, I actually think that that's not a bad spot to get Cade. Um, now, Archie is so strong in assists that I think, oh, my boy, Evan Mobley, gone at 29. I thought he might make it to me. But look, I don't think you're going to have to go that high on Mobley in most drafts. But again, to, to the news today, Jarrett Allen, bone bruising. He's reevaluated in two weeks. Now, if he's back in two weeks, he's not going to miss any time. But reevaluated in two weeks doesn't mean he's back in two weeks. Now, who is Dallas going to pick here? I'm on the edge of my seat here. Uh, let's go Zion. Complete, complete the risky, just upside combo. Dallas, pick Zion here. Come on. You know you want to, Dallas. He's got Zion his name. It's Dallas Zion. This has to be Zion Williamson. He's just going way early on all the upside picks. Come on. I, I reckon he wanted Cade here. I reckon he wanted Cade at that spot, and Archie's just taken him from him, and now he's reeling. Dallas winding it down, winding it down. Miles Turner. Okay, sensible pick there. Sensible pick. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, back to Evan Mobley. Yeah, I think we're already seeing it with um, Jarrett Allen. He is, you know, uh, reevaluated in two weeks. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's not gonna he's not gonna miss any time. But it just again just makes me feel that little bit extra confident that we're gonna see Mobley more at center this season, even if it's just an extra couple of minutes. And I think just third year superstar player, uh, superstar talent, I should say, it's all lining up for him. But again. I've talked so much about Evan Mobley, so I'll probably shut up about him and talk about the other guys. Paul George goes. That's pretty good value for Paul George at 32 to get him on a team with Steph Curry and Devin Booker. I And Jaron Jackson actually didn't even realize he was sliding. So Jaron Jackson Jr. went behind Mobley, Bam, and Turner. I, As much as a fan of a Mobley as I am, I think JJJ should go before all of those players. I'm very still okay happen- getting him in the second round. Um... Again, he his main source of value is blocks, but he does shoot the ball well from the free throw line, get you some threes, scores decently as well. So he's not just a shot blocker, although his value is maybe not quite as high as the ranking suggests, but he does do some other things. So at 30, what was that, 33? Man, that's killer value for him there. So let's have a look at who I want. Jeez, LeBron James is falling a fair way. Um... Okay, De'Aaron Fox went. Another guy who I like at this spot would be a DeAndre Ayton. So this is where I've got to make a decision. How many assists are still on the board? Is it worth me catching this up, or do I lean into a punt assist build? This is where I actually almost prefer... Let's go an Aiton. What is that? Pick 36, DeAndre Aiton. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna lean into that punt assist build. I think it's so strong this season. Um because of the plethora of bigs late. So I'm looking really good at my rebounds and field goal percentage. I don't need to worry about that. What I do need to be really strong in is free throw percentage. So I'm actually gonna get a guard here. And I'm going to go with Jordan Poole. Now, Jordan Poole, again, I've talked about this in the team building uh, situation. Jordan Poole in a punt assist, and I'm likely going to go punt steals as well. In a punt assist and steals build, Jordan Poole will not rank super highly. But 
What does he also provide? He provides elite free throw percentage, one of the best in the NBA, in my opinion. He also provides great points and great threes. My team is very weak in free throw percentage um, and threes. Aiton and Davis compared to some of the other first and second round picks are also lower on points. So he really complements some things that I'm looking for and some things that are not going to be available at my next pick. Jordan Poole would not have made it to my next pick. So I needed to get those big uh, free throw percentage volume um, categories now so that um, I can afford to take some guys that might drag my free throw percentage down later. Yes, he's going to give me assists, but I don't care. I'm not trying to be terrible in assists. I'm trying to build strengths in other areas. So, plus, in this situation, he can occupy a guard situation, a guard spot for me, and, and I've got all fours at this stage at the moment. Now, in this particular setup, it's all just guards and forwards, but if there was, for example, a point guard eligible spot that I needed to fill, again, Jordan Poole would be a very, very valuable player for me in that situation because in a punt assist team, naturally, you're not going to get that many assists, uh, sorry, point guards in your squad. So if you can get someone that fills needs in other categories in the point guard position, then that is what you are after. So Jordan Poole, that's my rationale for getting him at that spot. We'll see how it shapes out, but I think I'm definitely leaning into that punt assists and steals build, which is one of my favorites this season. All right, after that, Dallas goes with Kristaps Porzingis. It looks like he might be leaning into a bit of that build as well uh, with Wemby, Turner, and Kristaps all going. He's got blocks just locked in right there. Um, so, all right, we're all coming second place when it comes to blocks to to Dallas uh, with Wemby, Turner, and Porzingis. Um, bit of a center run in this round. Uh, Holmgren went before Porzingis. Claxton then after Z- uh, Zach Levine went at 44. Uh, what was the, so the Jalen Brown pick, I think is interesting. Jalen Brown at 38. It's a little high for me. I don't know if you need to pull the trigger on him. Yes, he scores a lot, but so do a few other players at this spot still. So Levine, I'd probably rather than Brown. I'd probably rather a, um, someone like a Brunson, although this team was quite heavy in guards. So maybe they were looking for the forward, but again, I'd definitely rather Levine than a Jalen Brown at that spot. I just think you're going to get better percentages and probably more assists as well from a Zach Levine. And then you can put him in your forward spot if that's what you're worried about. Captain Black Sparrow. Nice name. Uh, After Levine went Walker Kessler. What number was that? I'm going to rip on Walker Kessler again. 45. Look, it's not terrible. It's not terrible at that spot. As long as you know what you're getting yourself into. Because I wonder if Archie is now, he's gone so strong in the assists, if he is doing that punt points kind of a scenario, and he's now going to get his big man stats. Definitely could be the case. And with a player like Harden, you can absorb that free throw percentage. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how Arch does his build from here. After that went DeJounte Murray and Jamal Murray, back-to-back Murrays, which just for um, whatever reason, I love. (laughs) Um... So that's cool. Jalen Brunson then went at 48, which I think is a fine spot for Brunson to be going this season. He did better last year, but I think just a little bit of a regression is to be expected. And there goes Zion at 49. He's creeping earlier and earlier. I think he was going like 60s and 70s a few weeks ago, and now he's definitely up at 40s and 50s. So interesting team to go to. You've got strong free throw percentage, so maybe you're looking to absorb that. His field goals can counter the negatives in Fred's. Interesting. Interesting spot for him to go there. 
See how that works out. Rudy Gobert then goes after and DeMar DeRozan. Gobert's an interesting one. He's blocking shots pretty good in the preseason so far. But then again, it's a small sample size and it doesn't really tell us much. But he did play a decent chunk of his games last year without Carthony Towns. So I'm not a huge believer in his shot blocking ability coming back all of a sudden. But we'll see. There goes Shangoon at 52. Look, I don't hate it, to be honest. I, I think he's got upside to beat this. He also has downside to fall really far. So it has to kind of fit what you're looking for. And again, interesting with this Archie's team. Big man, he's getting some assists. So really, really like far and away the best team in, in that category, I think, of anyone here. Um, lacking some threes, maybe? We'll see. It's an interesting team for him to go to. Um, Jalen Williams then goes, that's quite early for Jalen Williams at 53. I think maybe a little early. I think he best suits maybe a punt assist build potentially or a punt points build. He's going to be efficient. The steals are going to be nice, but I don't know if we can expect what we got at the end of last season. I remember his ranking there, I think is always a bit off. Look at the stats. Even if I copy those stats over to this projection, uh, projection for this year, he's nowhere near as high as he was to finish that end of the year, where I think he was like top 40, top 30. I don't think he's going to do that this season, but that is higher than I've seen him go, more in line with where I expected him to go. Oh, and there goes Paolo Boncaro. Look, I don't know what Dallas, <laughs> Dallas' team is doing here. I actually have no idea. Um, he's just taking swings, man. Just taking swings. Risky, man. I Look, I can't get around. You can't take risky picks with all of your picks. I mean, especially Edwards and Wemp. I'm just fascinated by this team. It's it's definitely not what I would do, but you do you, man. You you do you. All right, I've got to start to get uh, players in my queue here. So let's have a look. Brandon Ingram, Vucevic just went. All right, let's have a look. Let's have a look. What pick is this? Pick 60. Um... Bradley Beal could be an option. I really liked at this spot in a lot of drafts getting some Franz Wagner on my team. I just think that he's got some upside here. Not particularly strong in any one category. His scoring is nice. Free throw percentage is nice. So I've been getting a lot of Franz Wagner around this kind of a spot, which I like. Um, How strong am I looking? So... Points. I've got to. I've got to keep concentrating on getting some point scoring, and I can get some big man stats later. So I, I need to get the points up and keep them high. So let's have. Let's go with the Bradley Beal selection here again. If I can fill in some guards, if I can fill in some guards with players that score, give me good free throw percentage. He's efficient from the field as well. So I'm keeping both my percentages quite strong, which can sometimes be a challenge. Um, but Bradley Beal helps me do that. And if he throws in some assists every now and again, that's fine. Maybe I'll beat another team that's punting assists. But looking pretty strong here. I'm not too not too mad at it so far. I think that's good value as well in terms of getting him at 61. Um, he could still easily be a top 50 player when it comes to minus one and nine cut rankings. But again, really trying to look after my points. I talk about statistical scarcity a lot and points, free throw percentage, an assist. Now, I'm not worried about assists, but points and free throw percentage for my team is going to be very, very important. And I've done that with my last three picks with Beal, Wagner, and Poole. Even Aiden, I think, can score 20 points per game. So I probably got 
all of my players at the moment that can score, I think, at least or close to 20-plus points per game. Um, so now with my next several picks, I can afford to, you know, if there's someone that fits my build perfectly, um, I can afford to take a hit in those categories. I've got enough volume behind my free throw percentage to take, you know, uh, a hit in that area as well. So not too bad of a start, I would say. Let me know what you guys think on on the start of the first six rounds. Do you think, is there anyone that you were screaming at your your monitor or your phone that I should have picked instead of those boys? Let me know. Um, after my pick of Beal went Randall, Devin Vassell, Josh Giddy, and Jeremy Grant. I do really like the Devin Vassell pick at 63. He is being slept on. He was a top 50 player in 9-cat rankings before he went down with an injury, and I think he could be even better this season. So his overall season rankings I don't think does what he can do justice. After that, Giddy... I like Giddy. I think it's a fine spot for him. He he does well in certain builds. I think the big assist numbers will, will still be there. I'm worried his rebounds might drop, uh, but otherwise more of the same. I would think Jeremy Grant and then Brooke Lopez. <sighs> Brooke Lopez. I don't I don't love it. I don't love it. I think look, it's fine. Blocks doesn't hurt your free throw percentage, and Dallas is a team that clearly needs some blocks. I mean, man, what do you? What? You, yeah, you need some blocks, man. You don't have enough. Wemby, Turner, Porzingis need some more blocks on your team, man. That's that's what you need. That's that's exactly what you need at that spot. Sorry, I'm not trying to rip on you, Dallas. I just find your team very interesting. Um, Cam Johnson, he was a guy that I was considering. I think where I had was picking, might have been a little bit early for him, but elite threes, good percentages. Um, I think he is someone that sometimes goes under the radar. Tyler Hero, Scotty Barnes, Jakob Pertle, always underrated at 70. I think that's a great spot if you're okay with a poor free throw percentage. Now, this team has Shea as their building block and Towns and Markinen and a few good free throws. So they actually probably could absorb them. DeMar DeRozan as well. So that's actually in a team like that. You're not punting free throws, but I still think that Jakob Pertle is a decent position or decent guy to get there because of the overall strength in your category mean that a poor free throw guy actually doesn't hurt you as much. So um, whilst not a punt free throws, I think in that build, it's it's fine. There goes Anthony Simon at 72. I did that ADP battle or the rankings rumble or whatever Josh called it um, with Josh Lloyd the other day and Simons, and, and he is pretty keen on him. There's been some rumblings about him being right up there with usage across the league this season. I don't know if I buy it still. He's going to average like two rebounds. He's going to average... Literally zero blocks. The assists, I don't think, are going to be there. Look, he's going to shoot a lot of threes. But there's Kuzma... Sorry, there's Simons. There's um, Jeremy Grant. There's DeAndre Ayton. There's Scoot Henderson. There's Shaden Sharp. There's some guys there that want to get up shots in that team. I don't think Simons is just going to be the the guy that just dominates everything. Um, he played 35 minutes uh, last, last year as well. So there's not really any minutes upside either. So, we'll see. We'll see. Jarrett Allen then goes at 73. This is more where I have Jarrett Allen. He's been usually going a lot earlier. So, I think that maybe is a result of the injury. We're a little bit concerned about that as we usually should be with big man feet and ankles. It's not something you want to mess with. Bone bruises can linger longer. But, we'll see. I think, but that's more where I have him on a per game basis. Chris Paul goes after him at 74. I think that's around the perfect spot for Chris Paul if you do need those assists. Be aware of the punt. The, the points. Then goes Mark Williams at 75. Again, totally fine. Totally fine if you're looking for those blocks. And it looks like 
um, this team is trying to get some of those blocks after not getting a lot late. And um, the overall thing about this season does seem to be the abundance of bigs later in drafts. Um, now, there could be a scenario where that starts to change and people catch on to a lot of these big guys and start taking them earlier because they have value. So it'll be interesting, interesting to monitor that. So Mark Williams at 75 is a, is a bit of a footnote in that because he's someone that does more typically go a bit later in the 80s and 90s there. So at 75, is definitely on the higher end of where I would take him, but just interesting to see him go there. Uh, Wendell Carter at 77. Again, he's usually someone that slides as well. I've seen him go as late as in the 90s in some drafts because he's, he's a bit of a boring name. Um, at 77, it's probably a little high, but again, he is he's a good player. He's underrated in my opinion. Um, doesn't give the blocks like he did in college anymore, but decent assists and threes for a big man as well. Doesn't rely on his field goal percentage for his value either. Ah, shit, there goes a Kongu, who's a player I did want to fall to me. That sucks. Um, John Morant for Dallas. Throw some more risk in there. Why not? 25-game suspension. Doesn't matter. Upside, baby. All right, Johnny Bravo, who are you going? I'm going to start to look at my queue here. Let's look at John Collins going to my queue. Let's look at my guy Duran in my queue. Let's look at... At oh, that was going to put that guy in the queue. Michael Porter Jr. Clay is another guy that I want in my queue as well. Um, yeah, those are some good players. I'm going to be picking a pick 84 here. John Collins goes. Ah, that sucks. Okay, I wanted John Collins there. Let's have a look. Okay, what am I? I probably still need to strengthen some more blocks. So I probably will go a big man at this spot. I would have loved to get a a Kongu there. But let's go with my boy Durin. Let's get him in, in, in with the boys. And then what else do I have here? I need a few more forward spots and one more guard spot. So... What do we reckon? Clay Thompson or Michael Porter Jr.? I think that for me, well, Chrissy Middleton. He's fallen a bit. Chris Middleton, there was that report that he's not 100%. He's been limited still. Um, I'm going to go Clay Thompson here. I know a lot of people aren't fans of Clay Thompson. Um, and I can understand why. He, he's an older player. He doesn't provide much else outside of points and threes. He's a really good free throw percentage, but doesn't get to the line a whole bunch. But in my build, I'm eliminating two of his bigness's weaknesses, which is um, assists and steals. So I'm eliminating those kind of um, weaknesses in his game. And four threes, whilst threes are abundance, four threes in one player is is huge. It, it is really big. He's probably going to be there again. I've talked about before, pool's gone. Chris Paul in, he, Wiggins, and Steph are going to still have to step up for scoring on this team. So I still think that he is going to be a guy that can average 21 to 22 points per game. And we talked about the the scarcity of points. Um, it's, still, it's still a factor at this stage, although I am looking quite strong in points now. So I don't have to factor in it as heavily as I was before, I believe. And my free throw percentage looking very strong. So I can afford to continue to get some... Good players at that spot as well. 
uh, that maybe aren't the best free throw shooters because I can absorb that. I was tossing up Chris Middleton there. The just the the stuff at training camp and him not participating fully until the five on fives until recently just has me a little bit more nervous. Plus, I think uh, Clay scores more, which is more what I need from him. If I was in a different build, I probably would have gone a Middleton. But what I wanted, I'm happy with that. So after Middleton went Terry Rozier, Austin Reeves, Markel Fultz. Dallas, of course, drafted uh, another risky player in Jalen Green. He's just completely different thought process than mine, which is obviously fine. I'm not going to be right um, all the time, so or even probably half the time. So maybe Dallas is on to something here. Michael Porter Jr. then goes. He was another guy I was considering. And Zach Collins at 92. I think that's okay. That's fine. Interesting that CJ McCullum is still on the board. He's usually a guy that goes around this spot. Scoot Henderson at 93. I don't mind it at this spot. I think this is now where we start to have a look at it. Again, I don't think he will rank this well, but he will give you some assists. He will score a decent amount, I would say. And so those things are harder to find. So um, I think that at this point, it is okay to start considering Scoot Henderson. I wouldn't be going at 60 or 70 because, again, there's still probably guys that do those things in terms of assists um, at that spot that aren't as big a negatives in uh, as what Scoot will be in, in terms of the percentages, turnovers, lack of blocks, lack of threes. But now there's less of those guys available. So I'm okay with it at this point. Uh, then CJ, who finally went off the board, which I think, again, that's fine for him at that spot. Jabari Smith, 95. I like it, man. I, I think I think he can be big this season. I, I was so hot on him last year, and I was wrong, obviously. But in saying that, a coach is actually going to run plays with him. He's still so young. Um, like, I believe he's younger than the Thompson twins. Um, I think he could probably step up in a big way this season. Marcus Smart and then Keegan Murray. I actually drafted Keegan Murray in the World Cup team, and I don't think I've ever uh, in any mock drafts had Keegan Murray on my squad. So I was kind of excited about that. Oh, there goes Ben Simmons at 98. I just was talking um, to the boys from... And I'm going to butcher their thing. Um, NBA Fantasy G Wiz, um, the boys from Insight Fantasy Sports. And uh, we were talking a bit about Ben Simmons at the end there. And I was saying that I've seen him going earlier and earlier uh, in drafts now. And it has basically been confirmed that he's going to be the starting point guard for the Nets. So, again, if it fits your build, that is a great spot to get him. But it has to fit your build. And with Timbo's twos, I don't know if it does, man. Um He's not going to score. He's going to be poor free throws and lack of threes, obviously. Is that where you're going? You started with Embiid. It's a weird team because you've got Bain there. that You've gone at the third round, Jamal Murray. You are probably... And then Kyle Kuzma, so you're looking for points there. It's a weird balance. I'd probably want to be leaning heavier into a bit of a punt build in the situation if I want to grab Simmons in that spot and be punting... Any one of the three of points, uh, free throw percentage, or threes, or all three in that situation, he is an amazing player. Um, but at that spot, I don't, I don't know if that fits your team there, Timbo's. We'll, we'll have have a see at the end here and see what we think. Draymond Green then goes, Clint Capella, Andrew Wiggins, and then D'Angelo Russell at 102. All fine selections. Andrew Wiggins, I think, is a decent pick there at 101. Again, be aware of the percentages and, and he lacks a few other things, but that's fine. Gary Trent Jr. goes at 103. His value is really just, uh, what are those steals doing? Are those steals going to come back? 
this season or are they not? Um, that is just the big question mark there. All right, we're going to see if we can pop another sh- couple of shot blockers in my queue. Hopefully, one of those two boys makes to me in Mitch Rob or Rob Williams. And then we're going to look at someone else at that spot. How are my rebounds looking? They should be looking okay. Although pool, Beal, Clay don't help a bunch there. All right, so I've got the pick of both of them. Hmm, what do I do here? Do I actually... I'm throwing Toby, Toby Harris. Is this the first mock draft I'm going to draft Tobias Harris in? At 108, he's still available. Wow, I don't know. Can I do it for my brand? Is that is that does that go against everything that I I stand for? Let's go Mitch Robinson at this spot here. I'm a little bit more confident in his role than I am with Robert Williams. I don't know if Robert Williams plays enough minutes. Could I go the double stack? That might be too much of a hit to my points. And man, stuff it. Brand be done. This is a this is a first. Tobias Harris has made it onto my team. I never thought I'd see the day. Tobias Harris at 109. Look, again, in my projections, in my rankings, on a nine-category ranking sense, he ranks as like a top 80 player. That's fine. In a minus one, he's like 130th. But in this build here, I'm not worried about his lack of steals, which is one of his big weaknesses. I also think that with James Harden potentially gone, his points can go up. His percentages, which I'm trying to look after both, are important in my in my team. Um, for once I do care about turnovers, I'm probably going to be really good in turnovers anyway. So that, in his value, helps me out a little bit more. So there wasn't anyone else that really screamed out to me at that point. So far out. Tobias Harris made it onto my team. Never thought I'd see the day. After I went, Tobias Harris went, Nurkic, and then PJ Washington and Robert Williams at 112. I think that's about right for Robert Williams. Pretty early, in- interesting pick there for PJ Washington. This could definitely be fine. I was pretty keen on Washington last season. Disappointed was one of the picks that I was uh, probably wrong in. But there's just a few extra complications with Miles Bridges coming into the squad now. Obviously, he drafted Miller. Bridges is not going to be there for the first 10 games. PJ Washington re-signed on this weird kind of a deal. Mark Williams has stepped up and he's playing at center a lot. So you're going to see less Washington minutes at the center. We didn't see any last season. And the season prior when he played at center, that was when he was best for his fantasy value. So I'm a little bit back down on Washington. Uh, but he does have a wide range of outcomes, I would say. My boy D'Anthony Melton went at 113. Great spot for him if you're looking for those steals. I, of course, am punting steals, so didn't consider him at my pick there. But I think that that's a great spot to get him. Buddy Heald goes at 114. That's about, again, where I've got Buddy Heald. I expected him to come off the bench before these reports, um, and it looks like that's going to come true. If he is traded, it could help him. But again, I don't think you want to be relying on that, especially for a player like Buddy Heald, whose value across the NBA Look, it's there. Everyone needs shooting, and some teams may need it more than others. But, um, yeah, I think there's a 
fair bit of downside there. Asar Thompson just went off the board at 117. I love that pick. I am getting really, really excited for Asar Thompson. I just took him in our 30-team ball boys league at 120. And in that league, you want to be very confident with those picks. He was still a starting roster player for me. And I am getting very confident for Asar. I think there's an outside chance he starts opening night now. And with the news that Bagley and Wiseman are competing for the backup center spot, that just feels like to me... I could easily find a way for him to get 20 minutes if both of them played like 12, 14 minutes a game at the four and five. If only one of them is going to be playing at the five, I think you've got a lot of room for Bojan, um, Isaiah Stewart, Asar Thompson to all get those minutes at the three and four and and mix and match a a fair bit there. So I I think that I'm getting higher on Asar Thompson by the day um, and I'm fine with reaching for him in sort of the ninth or 10th round if he fits what you're doing. Tari Eason, less so. Um, I still think he's got a really tough way to get to minutes. Paul Reed, perfect. First pick of the the bench. I think that's fine. Paul Reed at 121, very sensible spot to get him there. Look, we we, we want to wait and see what happens in preseason. If you're drafting before the preseason games, I think this is about where I'd go. I'd probably try to not get him any later or any earlier, but if he fits exactly what you need, you can get a more boring pick. Um, tenth round to me is as early as I would go. And again, only if it fits exactly what you're looking for. Um, So Paulie Reed, I think is fine there. Steven Adams, love it, love it, love it. Again, beware of the free throw percentage. It looks like Timbo's is definitely lent to that punt free throw percentage build since um, drafting some of those guys with Ben Simmons and Kuzma and Rudy Gobert. So he's obviously throwing the free throw percentage out the window, which is fine. Um, and in that case, Steven Adams is a top 100, top 80 guy in all likelihood. Rebounds, decent assists, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, good stuff there. Keldon Johnson. Um, look, he could start, he could come, I pick him to come off the bench. Um, so, and it's also, there's a bit of a report here that he is suffering from some soreness. What is it? General soreness? Yeah, nothing specific. So, hmm, interesting. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments if you've tuned in for this entire time. Do you think do you think Keldon Johnson starts or comes off the bench this season for the Spurs? And if he comes, if he starts, who do you have coming off the bench this season? Is it the guy that just went in Jeremy Sohan coming off the bench? Does Trey Jones move to the bench? They play Sohan at point guard a bit more. Um, or is it someone else? You let me know down in the comments below. I would be interested in your thoughts. I think that's one of the more fascinating battles to watch. There goes Derek Lively, who started again this morning. Didn't do a whole lot. He blocked a few shots. He's not going to score a lot of points. He's going to be a very low usage player, so we need to keep that in mind. He's not going to score a lot, but he will be there to block shots. And I think as a guy to take as a flyer in the later rounds, that is a-okay. A-okay. I've just realized that I'm missing a guard spot here. I could put Clay Thompson to one of my guard spots, but I've got one too many centers in this setup. That's all right. Well, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Not the end of the day. Not the end of the world. We can look at Trey Murphy here. I think at this spot, again, punting, assists and steals. He doesn't get any assists, but I'm not worried about that. On my bench, I can chuck him on one of my IR spots, which this league has. So I need another guard or forward. I can't take a center here. Herb Jones goes at 127. That's fine if you need the steals. Emmanuel quickly then goes. I like that. 
I'm pretty confident he's going to get his minutes. I think I think Tibbs will work him in there somehow. Um, so I don't mind that at all. Who else is a guy that I'm interested in here? Oh, I was just about to put Benny Matherin in my queue. Okay, I like that. Uh, let's put Patrick Williams in there. Hmm. Let's put... Ooh, we're drying up here. Josh Hart. Let's put McDaniels in there. Keontae George. I'm losing faith on Keontae George a little bit. I think it's sounding like Sexton's going to be the starter. I think. So let's go Trey Murphy. I pick 132. That is fine. I can deal with him sitting on my bench for a little while. Don't lose out too much. Um, because I'm not even 100% sure on this next pick. Jaden McDaniels or Patrick Williams? They're both kind of a similar player. Let's go Patrick Williams. He's talked He's talked up his, his offense a little bit recently. He's speaking a big game. Let's see if he can walk the walk. Um, I feel like at least at this spot, I've still got another, what is it, another two rounds to go, so I'll be doing my final two picks. At this spot, you still want to take guys, I think, that at least have a clear, defined role, and there's upside within that. I don't know if at this point in sort of when you've got three rounds to go, you're taking guys that are really bench guys that are limited. Um, so, for example, let's have a look at someone that we might have done. So, Conte George is probably the main guy that stands out to me in this situation. So, he's the guy that I think probably could have waited another couple of rounds because I don't think he's going to start. Is there anyone else really that fits that description? Probably not. Probably not. Maybe Tari. But we know he doesn't need a lot of minutes, so he's maybe a bit of an exception. Jaden Ivey and then Obi Toppin just went. Again, talking about that podcast I just did um, on the Fantasy Insights show. Um, they're really keen on Obi Toppin over there. I, I think he definitely has the opportunity. I just don't think his fantasy game's all that friendly, but we will see. Brennan Miller, I'm not, I'm not in on Brennan Miller, really, at this stage. I don't think he's going to get much opportunity, and his coach hates rookies, hates them. Um, so he's got that to deal with. Bobby Portis, Mike Conley, then go. Mike Conley, the ever-reliable. Again, fine. It's not an upside flyer pick, but at 140, he should beat that, I think, by 20 spots. So I think it's okay. There goes Jaden McDaniels at 141. Similar kind of story. I like him as a player. He's one of the best defenders in the NBA. I'm losing faith in his defense ever translating to big fantasy numbers. But he is still quite young, so... I shouldn't be all the way out on him, so I think it's fine there. Sadiq Bay at 143. Yep, fine. Christian Wood. Christian Wood, again, another guy I just drafted in the World Cup team. I wonder is... I think he's going to be coming off the bench. It looks like it's going to be either Rui or Vanderbilt starting next to AD, but... Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how many minutes Christian Wood's going to play. I think when Davis and LeBron are both healthy... It'll be tough for him. The other thing about Christian Wood, again, going into your drafts, the Lakers have an amazing week one schedule because they play on all those low-volume days. So when you get to these flyer zones, you can take someone like a Christian Wood or any of those Lakers, or I think Phoenix is the other team that have really good opening week schedules. Just bump them up your board a little bit because you're going to get them that first day when there's only two games on. And I think the... There's another the next day. Obviously, all the teams play, and then the day after, there's another two or three games on, and he plays on both those low volume games. So you're going to use him in your first week, 
and also use that time to get a good uh, valuation on what his situation is in Lakers. So um, I think for that reason, when it comes to late round flyers, players like that, I think you can bump them up a little bit uh, once all of like once all the, the the good names come off in terms of those flyer picks, which we are getting close to that point. We're going fourteen rounds in this mock draft, so it's going to go fairly deep here. Um, who do I want to get to me? Danny Avdia. Let's have a look. Let's start making a bit of a queue here. Duh, 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 duh. Um, yeah, it is starting to dry up a fair bit here. Kevon Looney. Uh, no. What am I? What am I weak in? I mean, we're really just looking for flies here at this spot. So let's just see if we can accomplish that. I don't love a lot of the guys left. Um, Carl Anderson? Oh, no, he doesn't really fit what I want to do. Oh, gross. Quinton Grimes, maybe? I'll throw him in. Jalen Johnson. I'm losing faith in Jalen Johnson as well, but we can take a crack. We can take a crack if he gets there. Normie Powell is a guy that I don't mind again as well. Scores a lot of points. Bit of a forgotten man. At this point, he's worth a punt. Jandre Hunter. Oh, it's gross, but he scores. Oh, there goes Jalen Johnson. Shit. Brogo? No, I don't, don't think I want to deal with that. Don't think so. Kevin Huerta went before as well. Bogdan, don't think so. Struce, what are we? What's the news here on Struce? He's going to start. All right, let's throw him in. He can be on the list. He can be on the list. Do we expect much out of Jeremy Grant? He really doesn't do much in minutes anyway. Uh, come on, Johnny Bravo, get in there. Oh, no, timer. Oh, and his timer auto-picked. He must have him in his queue. Quinton Grimes. That's rough. That is not good. Not good. Brogdon. Jesus. Okay. Captain Black Sparrow. Who are you picking? Kelly Olenek. All right. I don't love a lot of these options. Luke Kennard. Any word on their starters for... That team, don't know. Cam Thomas, actually, Jaden Hardy could be a shout. Let's go. Let's go, Jaden Hardy. I'm going. I'm going to take a fly. He had a big game today, and I think he could push himself into a decent role here. And let's pick one of these these guys here again. Points and threes, just taking flyers. Let's go with. What does Struess do last year? He's not really very exciting, is he? He's not very exciting at all. Um, okay, let's... All right, stuff it. Let's go Norman Powell. I think Norman Powell is fine. I mean, it's a pick 157. Um, he's a guy that can score points, and that's you can't say that about a lot of these guys. Um, I didn't love it. I didn't love it, but that's why you got to take these 
flyers earlier because the board just starts to really dry up at this point. And again, I've got to put Trey Murphy on the bench. So I'll be able to grab another guy here. Again, I'm probably a little bit light on the big man stats. Um, so if we have a look at my team here, draw your attention over to the left-hand side of the screen on YouTube. I mean, we started out with a few really good bigs. So Durant, Davis, Aiton. Um, so really strong in that point of view to start. Then focus a lot on some guards and wings, getting those scoring and threes up, good free throw percentage. So I'm pretty strong in both percentages, I will say. Um, maybe my blocks are a bit lower than I would like, although Robertson can help me there. I've obviously got Anthony Davis. Durant gives me over a block per game. We've got to hope that Duran shows a bit more in that department. So, And Patrick Williams can get me close to a block. So I actually think it's turned out all right. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. Do you think the build worked? Um, obviously, terrible in assists, terrible in steals, but I should be pretty, pretty good in points, threes, rebounds, blocks, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, and turnovers as well. So I, I do really like the um, punt, assists, and steals build this season, especially from that pick 12. If you can get you know Davis and Kyrie, Durant and Kyrie, Durant and Davis, those guys all really fit this build. If in the last spot you are left with like a Damian Lillard, for example, and then a Trey Young is there, I'd probably go in that direction. But a lot of the times it does seem that like either a Durant, a Davis, one of those two of the guys that fall, maybe it's a Damian Lillard, but I think... More times than not, it is that guy that, that is there. And that situations in most situations, I've gone into a punt, assist, steals build because you can get players like Aiton. Sometimes Miles Turner is there. Um, a lot of those big guys in that third to four round that can still be good in both percentages. Evan Mobley might be there as well. So those guys there can really help a, a team in that sort of situation. So I do think at that 12 spot, if you've stuck around for the entire video, I think that is more than likely where a lot of places will go. Unless it's Damian Lillard and Trey Young there, then I would be building on the strengths of those boys as well. So to round out the draft, Rubus Army is taking it down to the wire. He's up and left. He's gone, see ya boys. I don't care about this pick. Uh, I'm just going to wind it down and get my minutes of fame. Let's look at let's look at Dallas's team. He's gone Edwards, Wemby, Turner, Porzingis, Boncaro, Brooke Lopez, Jar Morant, Jalen Green, Gary Trent, healed. It's a pretty wild team, man. And he's topped it off. <laughs> I missed this. Le- Leangelo Ball. Oh, crack up. Okay. Enjoy that one. Um, and then Westbrook. Yuck. Last pick of the draft, although he could be okay in some builds. So, interesting how everyone built their teams here. Probably not going to spend all the time going through everyone's different build. But remember, when you are building a team, it is more important to get players that fit than just drafting off that rankings list. So that is going to be my take-home message for everyone going into fantasy drafts for category leagues this season. Go for guys that fit. Get them at the best value that you can. But if they're a perfect player and you're not sure they're going to get back to you, take them. It's okay. Get those players in and... uh, that will do it for us today, guys. If you did tune in to the end of this podcast, drop a comment down below and uh, let me know. What, what should I tell you guys to do? Let me know who is 
Who is your favorite player to watch? Who are you watching the closest this preseason? Let me know down in the comment section. Who are you watching the closest this preseason? Who was the most important player on your preseason watch list this year before your fantasy basketball drafts? Thank you very much, guys. Give this video a big thumbs up. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel and head over to ballboysmba.com and get yourself a season guide as well. Until next, guys. See you later. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.